Ten toes behind Jesus. Ten toes behind Jesus. Ten toes behind Jesus. I started ten toes. You know how it go. Used to have waves. Now I wear a big nappy fro. Then I fell down. Couldn't believe it until I stood up. Ten toes behind Jesus. What's up, guys? What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode on Ten Toes Behind Jesus podcast. My name is Brittley. My name is Shamaria. And you know how we do it. We start every podcast off in a word of prayer. So, Shamaria, do you mind leading us in a word of prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Your mercies are new every morning. So, Lord, we thank you for that. We take the time out to repent for every sin and every transgression. And we ask that you would just fill this place and that you would speak through us, Lord God, that you would perfect everything that is concerning us and, and the viewers. And we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So today's episode by the title <coughs> is a Q and A. <laughs> we got our Instagram and some friends to yep, ask yep, us some yep. questions, and so we're gonna answer them. So without further ado, I said let's get into it. Further ado, ain't nothing left to it. Oh. To do it. <laughs> I almost read the question, but like I can literally read. It. All right, go ahead, go ahead. What's the first one? Okay, you do you have the question from Instagram? Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh no, it um, it wasn't even a like relatable question. Did I tell you what it was? Mm -mm. It was so much. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't. Okay, so we can do this one first. This question says, "What happens when you are spiritually drained, but you work in ministry?" Mm. okay so it's a couple angles to go at this in my opinion but i feel like there's a difference from being spiritually drained and just like your feelings are hurt because both i mean both equally like are hurt but like all in all just go back to like why you started working in ministry like Hopefully, it is something God has led you to do. Um, and so, you just got to go back. And then, you know, whatever situation or situation that has caused you to go down. Because serving the Lord, like, is very fulfilling and rewarding. Mm -hmm. So, if it ever gets to a point where, like, you feel like it isn't it, which sometimes it does feel that way, you just got to go back to basis. Talk to God. Ask God, like, what's really Ooh. going on? You hit it like back to the basic. Back to that's the what basic. it is. That's the answer to the question. Back, back to, to the, the basics. basics. No, <laughs> seriously, there has been seasons like in my life where I have felt like drained spiritually, and that is the key. Like every time, mm -hmm. the key is to go back to the basics. basics. Like just go back to your foundation like Britt said what made you start like mm -hmm. what was your why like how did God spark that fire in you in the beginning go back to the basics go back to just simply waking up every day doing your devotional praying reading your bible your worship time with God and honestly that made me saying no to like going out sometimes mm -hmm. like I know 
we all have busy schedules and we have things that we have to do but when you're in a season like that you really have to prioritize your um devotional time because like you reading the word and decreeing the word is what's really going to like bring you back to God your prayer time is so important during seasons like that but that's mm -hmm. really what's going to give you like that recharge that you really need so that's how I would answer it Ooh. boom boom just like that next question <laughs> the next question says how do you maximize your season of singleness Mm. Da, da, da. <laughs> you want to go first oh so i feel like so i have been thinking about this scripture um for a couple of hours now actually but um the scripture that says delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart and I'm not saying this from a place of like, I just have it perfect, you <laughs> like, and I just know what I'm doing out here. But to be honest, like these past couple of weeks, it has been hard being single. Mm -hmm. Like it has not been easy. And I don't ever want to get on here and make it seem like, oh, it's the easiest thing in the world to, you know, be single when you see so many people in love. It's not easy. But I feel like God reminded me of that scripture today. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. And so it kind of just goes back to being intentional with your time with God. Because that's the only thing that's going to like keep you from being frustrated and anxious. Like, God, when is it going to happen for me? Yeah. It's happening for everybody else. But I feel like you really maximize that season when you spend time with God and ask him, what should I be doing right now? And once God gives you, like, instructions on what you should be doing and what you should be focusing on right now, like, really focus in on okay. that. Like, really lock in on it because you're going to look up and... You're going to be there. Like, your spouse is going to be there. <laughs> like, you're going to be so busy doing what God told you to do and delighting yourself in Him that it's going to happen just like that. And... I'm saying that, and it hasn't even happened to me yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I just truly believe that when we lay aside our own timeline and our own idea of how we think things should happen, when we lay it down, that's when we can receive everything that God has for us. And there's a, for a lot of us, you know, I can just speak for myself. I feel like there's a healing process that I have been going through that I needed to go through before I got married. Because I wouldn't be, um, how could I say this? I don't think I would have been, like, in the right frame of mind to, like, be able to handle a marriage, like, before going through what I went through. And even now, like, Jesus is just teaching me so much. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be so good, you know, mm -hmm. to carry into marriage. And I'm glad that he is teaching um, me that now. So I would say, learn all you can you know, while you're single, take care of yourself, take care of your body. Um, I'm trying to lose weight, eat better, <laughs> be more healthier. But I'm also really focusing in on um, taking care of, like, my outer appearance. Like, okay, this may be a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, here we are. This is the podcast, right? The, the pod. We on the pod. We on the pod. But even just making sure, like, when I get out the shower that I'm moisturizing my skin. Like... <laughs> 
I want to be like when I do get married I want my body this is the temple of the Holy Ghost so mm -hmm. I have to really take care of my body and so God was reminding me of Esther mm -hmm. when I was I was worshiping one day at church and I was just thinking about like God, why haven't I been, like, why am I not married yet? And I feel like God was reminding me of Esther. Esther went through, a, like, a long season before she was um, presented to the king. They soaked their bodies in perfumes. Like, they really took care of themselves. And so, take care of yourself. Eat healthy. Buy you some good fragrances. Make sure you yeah. smell good. Make sure you moisturize in your skin. Like, it's a lot of stuff you could be doing. It's a lot of stuff you could be doing. So, for me... Basically everything Shamari said. But I would think of things that you can do when you're single that you can't do when you're married. And so, whatever those things are, do them. Because yeah. <laughs> once you're married, it's just some stuff you just cannot do. Like, like I always will say, like, my lifestyle right now, I, I cannot do this when I'm married. Like, yeah. I... Do not be home. Like, I literally do not be home. She like, do not be. Do not home. be home. And it's like, you cannot be married and never see your spouse unless they will. You know what I'm talking about? That's just unrealistic. So, it's just things like that. And pretty much um, everything Shamari said, too. So, I'll just be repeating what she said. So, yeah. Travel, y'all. Right. Travel, like. Because you ain't going to be able to get up and go on them girls trips just like that. Right. Like, get married. The baby get here. Like. Oh, and then kid. Oh, my. Like, you're not going to be able to go a lot of places. But, I mean, it's going to be worth it. But I'm just saying, maximize the time that you have now. That's what I'm saying. That's okay. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Wait, was that, that, that one had a part two? Or did you already do the part two? Yeah, we're not doing a part two. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. What are some lessons in life you're learning right now? Ooh. Um, lessons in life that I'm learning right now. The most recent one is... You cannot figure out God. Like, stop trying to you figure can't. out God. Stop trying to figure it out. Because there's a lot of stuff I'm just like, is this what God wants? Is this what God wants? Instead of just waiting to hear from him, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like trying to guess and think like, this is something he would do. This is something he wouldn't do. And of course, like, just honestly speaking, it has to deal with like relationships and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I found myself a lot so like, 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 would this be something God would want? Would this be done? It's just like a whole bunch of questioning and it's like, just listen, you know. God's mm -hmm. going to tell you. He's going to lead you. So you try to jump the gun and try to, like, figure him out and figure out what he would do and what he wouldn't do mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Just, like, just sit down. <laughs> chill out, bro. Like, just chill out. <laughs> um, I, I can kind of piggyback off that. And I feel like God is showing me that he really is a good shepherd. Hey. And, like you were saying, like, you can't figure him out, but... And I heard someone, like, give this analogy before, and it just has stuck with me. But because he is the good shepherd, and he watches over his flock, even if we make a misstep or, like, we take the wrong step, because he is the good shepherd, he knows how to redirect the sheep. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I get so caught up, like, usually, like, well, is this what God want me to do? I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if I'm hearing you right. Da, 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 da. And it's like... Even if you make the wrong step, mm -hmm. he is the good shepherd. 
so he can redirect your steps. So, and the Bible also says that the steps of a good man are ordered. So you're you can be in the will of God and not even know that Mm -hmm. that's the will of God because your steps are already like they've already been ordered. And so a lot of times, like you said, I get so caught up in the like, but what is God saying? What? It's like no, you just follow Him. You just Mm -hmm. continue to walk this life out and continue to live for him like for real like live for him for real, for real. and just trust that everything is gonna work out for right. your good because we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the lord and who are called according to his purpose so you just gotta walk it out hey. <laughs> i just got paranoid about something else but we good <laughs> paranoid. all right okay so this is this is a different one it says, how do you go about people's opinion? Mm. For example, if certain music doesn't convict me, but it isn't your typical gospel music, how do you go about those situations? I feel like I need a better example. Is it like... I think what they're saying is like, how do you deal with other people's opinion if that's not your opinion? Like, mm. I just, I just let them rock out, like, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, respectfully, like, that don't have anything to do with me. Yeah. Now, but, but also, like, the good thing about God is, like, he will convict you. So, you can say, like, oh, that has nothing to do with me, but then next thing you know, you're thinking about you're it, thinking like. thinking about it, like, hmm. <laughs> You can't well, sleep at night. Right? Like, hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess just to deal with like the example and I'll look it up on my phone. I have it in my notes. Just to like um hold please. Because <laughs> <laughs> my phone is acting so crazy. Okay. So just to deal with the example that was given in the question, if some music doesn't convict me, but it isn't your typical gospel music, how do you go about those situations? So the music thing, I feel like, is a big like argument always. It like, always, it's always, is. it's always a big argument. But um, I will say this: when I I feel like God revealed to me like three years ago about the whole like music thing, like. You know, is it bad to listen to music that's not gospel music? And God showed me this scripture, Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Mm. So I would take that scripture and apply it to every song that I heard. If it wasn't true, if it wasn't noble, if it wasn't right, if it wasn't pure, if it wasn't lovely, if it wasn't admirable, if it wasn't excellent, if it wasn't praiseworthy, I did not need to be thinking about it or even let alone listening to it. So with the music thing, um, people do have different convictions. I do agree about that. I'm not going to sit up here and say that every song that is not a gospel song is bad because that's not true. 
but you really have to use discernment and listen because a lot of people just listen to songs and they're not listening to the to lyrics the mm -hmm. you just like it because it got a good beat or your favorite artist on there but you're not really listening to the lyrics and you allow all these artists to speak curses over your life Ooh. and even some of the music that sounds pretty and it sounds beautiful please remember that satan when he was in heaven lucifer he was the minister of music so, music is a big way that the enemy uses to speak curses over people. Mm -hmm. So, even if the melody sounds pretty, even if it sounds cute and you think it sounds peaceful, the Bible tells us that God gives us, he came to give us peace and not a worldly peace. Yeah. So, that means there's a counterfeit. It can look like peace right. and be bringing you hell. Mm -hmm. Like, so, you need to be careful as to what you are listening to and I would say really pray about that and everyone's convictions are um different yeah when it comes to music but I do know the word will never change <laughs> it right. says whatsoever things are pure and just lovely admirable praiseworthy so I would say carry that scripture with you and if there's any other like opinions I would say always pray about it yes yeah. let that be your go-to like God this person is saying this is wrong I'm not sure if it's wrong Go to God in prayer, and I promise you, He will he reveal it to you. So, that's what I would say. <laughs> you got anything else to say for that question? I was going to say, like, when you mentioned how Satan was the minister of music, it's kind of crazy because music is such a big, like, trick mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. Satan can use against you because of the emotional aspect. Mm -hmm. Like, once you open up your emotions to something, it's like a connection that is stronger than other things if that makes sense yep. and so before you know it like the music will be in your mind in your heart you know in your dreams like it will be in you when you don't even think it is and so yeah. and it'll even you'll just like you ever notice how you just be singing a song and that'll happen to me a lot. A lot of songs mm -hmm. I haven't even heard before. I just will like have heard someone sing a melody, a melody, or even on Instagram or something, and TikTok, all that stuff. And next thing you know, I'm singing, and I'm just like, mm. and what really woke me up? Someone, it was one of the, uh, it was the, it's a NBA YoungBoy song, and it's like it's a parade inside my city. I've never heard that song before. I just heard so many people say it that I was like, I was said it. And my mom was like, that's an interesting song, and I was like. I actually have never heard that song before, but it made me be, like, really mindful, like, yo, I need to, like... Be careful. Yeah, be careful, because, yeah. Okay, like, that's it. a lot of stuff, and I don't... Not to make podcasts about music, but yeah. <laughs> I just want to save somebody, like, from, you know, just going down the wrong path when it comes to music. Um, When you are saying those lyrics, and you saying, well, it's just a song. That's not how I feel. The power of life and death is in your own tongue. Some of you may be wondering why you never had a real love before. <laughs> why you not married. All you sing about is, oh, uh, what's the song? The My man, her man. But I just deal with him on the weekend. I'm not saying oh, the lyrics. Oh, right? oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I just keep him satisfied through the weekend. You're speaking curses over yourself. Like, that's all you're going to attract because that's all that you're saying every day. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very careful of what you're singing, what you're listening to, even what you are watching. We talked about this on a podcast before. Your gates are like the entryway to your heart. 
your eye gates, your ear gates, and your mouth gates. You have to watch what you see, you have to watch what you hear, and you have to watch what comes out of your mouth. And so just be very careful, uh, especially in this day and age, y'all, everything that look like God ain't him. Pray for discernment and say, God, open up my spiritual eyes that I may not be blind. Open up my spiritual ears that I may hear what the Lord is saying. Because everything, it's a lot of people out here that's claiming to be Christian and they're not living like Christ. Mm -hmm. So please be careful. Next question says, what is the most traumatic thing you have ever experienced? Well, God. <laughs> Go off then. Y'all want to be over here for an hour, I see. <laughs> you want to go first? Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. So, the most, tra when I think about something that's traumatic or trauma, it is something that replays, like, over, over your head. head. It's like you can't really forget it. You have dreams about it, or that, and the worst, or I guess most traumatic thing I experienced was the way my collegiate season ended. Mm. Because I, you could not tell me that I was not finna end on a high note. Like mm -hmm. everything had, was leading up to that. Like all my faith was in God. I felt mm -hmm. as if God had told me, like this is it. This is that everything leading up was good, and it just was like. Not even, like, bad. It was, like, tragic. <laughs> like, literally, like, tragic. And it just really, really, like, bothered me and messed with me. Along with, like, it being so public. And so many people are like, I've, like, never watched You Run Before, but I watched that meet. And, you know, they're like, of course, saying, like, you did good. So, but I was just like, it was. Like, you know, it wasn't at all. And... I, I don't know, it just was really, it just, to think some, you were so sure about something that you yeah. really care about and loved, like, I loved running track, I loved LSU, the college I went to, everything, and so it just replayed over and over, because, but the the biggest thing was, was I didn't understand why God allowed that to happen to me mm -hmm. until probably, like, half of, six months after the fact, so, like, for those whole six months, and I feel like that was how long it took for me to finally be like, Okay, like I see. See why? Yes, but and so, but before I could see why, it just was like I wake up and be like, bro, like, why did God allow that to happen? Be like, that was just so embarrassed. Like it was just so extreme. Like I was just like, ooh. And then I'm just like embarrassed. Like, ooh, yeah. But that would be mine. I feel like the most traumatic thing that happened to me was like what I talked about <laughs> last week. Yeah. Um, just babbling through like severe anxiety like that was the most like anxiety does not feel good mm -hmm. <laughs> like being afraid that you're like having a heart attack like every day you don't know like am I gonna die today like cause yeah. it feels like my heart is failing like you know so I feel like that was the most you know traumatic thing that had ever happened to me because it does make you question like God why are you yeah. allowing this to happen to me and you know and just to put it out there, like, some things we may never get the answers for. Mm -hmm. And you have to be okay with that. But you just have to trust God and know that um, our suffering is only for a little while. And it's working a greater weight, weight of glory in us. And so I'm thankful for everything that God has allowed me to go through because it has 
made me stronger. It has mm-hmm. made me wiser. It has made me better. It has made me more gracious, more loving. And um, it's just brought me to a better place, a better place with God. So I would say that's the most traumatic but yet beautiful thing. I feel yeah. like that's like oh, in both of our like stories, like it started rough, mm-hmm. but like it kind of ended like, okay, like I think I'm heading where I'm supposed to be. Like a hundred percent. If it wasn't for that, I would not be right here doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Now it may have happened later on in my life, but I think about like if if God had to do that for me to get here, then it all was worth it. It was, it it was all worth, worth it. it. It was all worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all. <laughs> so we got one more question. <laughs> We got one more <laughs> question. It says, what is one of your dating pet peeves? Brit Rat, take it away. <laughs> this has always been my go-to. Like, I do not like rude people. Rude. Like, if I'm with you in public and you're rude to someone, like, that is so embarrassing to me. Like, I feel yeah. so embarrassed because, like... I'm really mainly, like, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, restaurants. Like, you know, the waitress yeah. and stuff like that. It's, like, they are trying their best. And, like, and even if they're... Rude. Yeah. And it's, like, even if they're not even trying their best, like, okay. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, we went to this Chinese restaurant the other day. <laughs> that lady was taking everything on the table. I access nothing. Bro, I said, let me start with a water, please. I got the water. And then I was like, okay, can I get also get a Sprite? She snatched the water. Took like, the water so quick. She took both. We both ordered a Sprite. And she came back, gave us a Sprite, and took our water. Like, y'all not finna have water <laughs> and Sprite. Pick one. Bro, I'm still eating a little Chinese noodle. <laughs> she said, no, you done. <laughs> she wanted to eat. She done threw water. But, but now I'm thinking, like, it probably because they was finna close. Bro. But That's, she could have said Yeah, she, they <laughs> said it to my father. They said, hey, we closed in 15 minutes. It's like, you could have said that. Like, <laughs> that joke was so funny. But we weren't, we weren't rude. I we were we were really laughing. We, we, were like, we were like, hey, we need to like tighten up because we were all over the place. Like, at this point, it's the whole world. We just live. I know. We're just like, because, y'all, that was hilarious. My bad, though. Go ahead. That, that was, that, that's one. You had another one. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't think of it. Like, let, let me think a little bit. Do you already got one on your head? One of my dating pet peeves is, um, dang, I forgot. Oh, what is my dating pet peeve? Oh, doing too much. <laughs> Dudes who do too much. Define doing too much, though. Like, give an example. In any aspect. Like, in any aspect. Like, <laughs> If you're always doing something, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I feel like, how do I say this? I feel like I'm a fun person to be around. You are. But. You are. I'm also a chill person. Like, I ain't got to do the most to have a good time. Okay. And I just can't see myself being with somebody who got to always do the most to have a good time. Like, Mm. I really enjoy the simple things in life 
And so, people who don't, who, like, have to make everything a situation, like, mm-hmm. everything got to be extravagant, everybody got to see what I'm doing. I can't stand dudes who do the most on social media, like, bro, you know what I'm saying? What is that called? Like, give, give an example, because it's so many things, like, doing the most, like, you got the, like, okay, we going to dinner, and, like, you just, like, do the most, like. You dressed in like all like I cannot stand. Well, let me not say that. <laughs> like we go, we go to the movies or something, and it's like super chill, and it's like you fully fitted. Like, like why you got the fit on? <laughs> to sit in the dark for three hours. Why you got the fit on? Like it could be that doing the most, or it could be like that like doing be, the most too, though. Or like we go on a double date. Or something, and like you literally just like acting out, and it's like, like you acting out of character. Like I yeah. cannot stand when dudes try to like perform for other people. Like it's not even you. Like mm-hmm. just chill. Like just just chill out. I like a chill guy. So when you're okay. not chill, like it make me feel like, Ugh. yeah. You know, like why do you do the most? <laughs> do the most. That's so, nah, yeah. But wearing the fit to the movies is crazy. <laughs> I mean, like a Nike tech suit, like that's that's. And let me be cute. All right, and I'm gonna be wearing sweatpants. I don't think I'm. I, I won't be wearing sweatpants. Not on the first date. Uh, well, the first date. Hopefully, you're not going to the movies. Don't take us to the movies. For the first date. <laughs> don't take us to the movies. For don't do that. Pet peeve number two. <laughs> don't take us to the movies for the first date. Pet peeve number two. I want to go. Where you want to go for the first date? Ooh. I I I've said this, and I think this would be so fun. But you you kind of it works if you don't really know the person that well. Uh-huh. Well, I guess it's it's a first date, so you don't really know. Them. But escape room, doing an escape room, you will find out a lot oh about that gosh. person. We are just two totally different people. What did you say? I have literally told my friends if a dude picked me up. And take me to an escape room. I'm calling my dad to pick me up. Why? Why? I do not like escape rooms. I don't like the. I just don't like the concept of being locked in a room. And I know y'all be saying the door don't be locked. It's the concept of it though. Like I don't like that. I don't like that. I gotta stay in this one room for hours until I escape. Escape like, out. I feel like in my mind I'm trapped. It's real. It's real. And I saw the movie. I saw the but movie. But all the escape room, I, I saw the movie. No, I see what you're saying. And I'm saying escape room from a standpoint of it's like a strategic thing and you're under pressure. Like you have a time clock and it's like you really see how someone really is. Like you can see if someone is like like controlling or if someone doesn't work well with others, they're like, nah, let me just try to figure this out. Let me not include you. Like... Uh, you know, or maybe they get aggravated easily because they're like, no, nah, like, you're not doing this. Because I went with my family and, like, it was pretty good. But I, it really, I really realized, like, okay, this person is good at this. This person's good at that. This person, like, you know, it really turned me a lot. I would be the one panicking. <laughs> I'm panicking. I'm not trying to figure out nothing. I I'm not trying to figure out. Like, I think they're fun, I'm not finna try to figure out how we supposed to get out. Like, <laughs> I'm just finna sit in this corner. Matter of fact, I'm finna open this door since y'all keep saying, the door not locked, the door not locked. <laughs> Let me see for real, the door is locked. Let me see, I'm finna open the door, I'm finna go. 
No, we're not doing it in the escape room. So, first date for me, take me to Jenny's. Jenny's ice cream for the first day is like my favorite place ever. Um, and I feel like it's Jenny. a vibe. Like, it's a vibe. Yeah, take me to Jenny's so we can eat ice cream and talk. I love to talk. Mm -hmm. But also, hopefully it's not awkward on the first date. Because like, I could go to the zoo or like somewhere. Oh, yeah, I love, like, I love the zoo. I love the zoo. That's another option. Take me to the zoo. Date, dinner, it's like kind of risky because like it's very risky because I'm gonna eat like <laughs> not even that. What if like in the first three minutes you know this ain't finna work? Now you gotta yeah. sit and talk for like an hour. I don't want to like, do dinner for a first date. Yeah, this ain't gonna work. Uh, yeah. I'm actually not hungry anymore. Let, let's do Jenny's because if I'm ready to go, it don't take me that long to eat. Ice eat all cream. our ice cream. That but if facts. it goes good, we could just chill and like keep talking. So I feel like Jenny's would be like a. I feel like my other pet peeve though is dudes who like fold easily. Like dudes who not who can't stand their ground. Oh, that's deep. Cause why you fold? Why you fold it? Like a go Proverbs. I don't know. Like I just don't like when dudes be like, Well, I'm on whatever they own. Yeah, if you're if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Like, I just don't like dudes who just, like, go along with what everybody say. You know what I'm saying? Like, have mm -hmm. a mind of your own. Have an opinion of your own. Like, it's got to be like that because I really am, like, a go-with-the-flow person. Yeah. So, we both can't be going with the flow. <laughs> we both like, can't be going. Well, I'm not a go-with-the-flow person. So, you could work with a, with a go-with-the-flow uh -uh. person, but if, unless you just don't want to. Because I want him to speak up. Right. <laughs> I always got to. I want you to speak up. But at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go. I thought you were gonna say don't pass me by. No, whatever you do, don't fall. Don't fall. Whatever you do, don't fold. That was the last question. <laughs> All right, y'all. That was the end of the pod. Check out this merch, Ten Toes Behind Cop Jesus. Cop the merch. Cop the merch, beanies. It's still a little chilly. It went a little hot and a little chilly right now, but um. And can I say something? Go ahead. Y'all, please engage on the Ten Toes Behind Jesus Instagram page. Like, go run them likes up, share with your friends, follow us. And when we ask questions, Respond, you know, yeah, so your question could be featured on the next on the next Q and A. But yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got too. So, hey, I hope you guys have a great West West great rest <laughs> of the week. week. And don't forget to stay ten toes behind Jesus because you, you know, know he's ten toes, toes behind, behind you. you. Peace. Peace.